In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. Scripture is like a river, St. Gregory the Great said, broad and deep, shallow enough here for a lamb to wade, deep enough there for an elephant to swim. So it is with our gospel lesson today. St. Luke's famous account of the miraculous draft of the fishes has multiple levels of meaning. There are both shallows and depths to it. Let's wade in. On the surface, it's a story about a miracle performed by Jesus, which both reveals his identity and results in the calling of the first disciples. It begins with an acknowledgement of the growing following that Jesus is garnering at the beginning of his public ministry in Galilee. It happened that on one day he was teaching near the shore of the lake of Gennesaret, that is the Sea of Galilee, and the crowds were such that he decided to get into a boat and speak from a little way out from the shore. This not only kept the crowds from pressing against him, but let the water serve as a natural amplifier for his voice. Thronging crowds demonstrate how compelling Jesus is. They are drawn to him, attracted by Jesus himself and by the power of his teaching. He teaches with authority. He sits down in the boat to teach, like a king sits on a throne to render judgment. And did you notice how St. Luke describes Jesus' teaching? He says that people came to Jesus to hear the word of God. When Jesus speaks, they hear the word of God. The people come to hear him, and he himself is the word of God, the word made flesh and dwelling among us. His word is living and active. His teaching commands a hearing. We also see the authority of Jesus on further display when he says to Simon Peter, launch out into deep and let your nuts out down for a draft. Jesus doesn't ask Peter if he would please consider just maybe taking the boat out one more time if it isn't too much to ask and he's not too tired of doing anything else at the moment. Rather, he issues a command. Launch out, he says, let down. Jesus, that is, speaks as a man set under authority. He says to one, go, and he goes. To another, come, and he comes. To yet another, do, and he does. What happens in this case, of course, is that Peter, despite his misgivings, does what Jesus asks. Now, not only is Peter obviously worn out from having fished all night and caught nothing, but he also knows that what Jesus is asking is just not something fishermen do on this lake. They don't normally fish in the deep in the middle of the day. Normally, fishing on this lake is done in the shallows at nighttime. Even so, there is something about Jesus that compels Peter's obedience. Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing, he says. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they did so, they ensnared immense multitude of fishes, and their nets were being born. And they signaled to their fellows and the other boat that they should come to help them, and they came, and they filled both boats so much so that they were sinking. And seeing this, Simon Peter fell to the knees of Jesus, saying, Go from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For amazement had seized him, 
and all those that were with him for the whole of fishes they had gathered. The miracle leaves the fishermen astonished. They are thunderstruck by what they witnessed, stunned as you are when you come out from the dark into the dazzling light. The huge catch of fish has left them trembling with wonder and fear before this man, Jesus. And Peter recognizes that he is in the presence of the Holy One, and he responds accordingly. Depart from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man, he says. That is, Peter responds in the same way as the prophet Isaiah responds when he encounters the living God. Do you remember the famous chapter from Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6? In the year that Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to the other, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. So too with Peter, when he says, Depart from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man. Both Peter and Isaiah see the, the King, the Lord of hosts, and they know that they cannot bear such reality, such holiness, such glory. They know themselves to be mortal creatures, standing in the presence of the living God, the source and ground and goal of all things, the consuming fire, the love that moves the sun and other stars. And they are undone before the Lord, before the one unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid. And they both discover that the Lord is able to cleanse and purify their hearts, and even to make use of them for his purposes. Isaiah continues, Then flew one of the seraphims to me, having live coal in his hand, which he had taken the tongs off of the altar. And he laid upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. So again it is with Peter. Jesus said to him, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. When they brought their ships to land, they forsook all, and followed him. Let's wade out a little deeper. Further out from shore, as it were, we find that this miracle is also a parable, a parable about the mission of the church. The calling of the disciples reveals the mission of the church. From henceforth thou shalt catch men, Jesus says. And in this, he tells us what our mission is. Notice that the Lord tells Peter, thou shalt catch men, not I will make you fishers of men, as in Matthew and in Mark's Gospels, but 
thou shalt catch men. St. Luke chooses his words deliberately. And the word he chooses here is significant because it means both to capture and to take alive and it also can mean to revive, even to restore to life. And this is why the church's mission to catch people is good news for the people being caught. It's otherwise for fish, of course. For a fish, a net means death. It means you're going to end up on someone's dinner plate. For us, to be caught in this net means being brought from death to life, being brought to the abundant life which is revealed to us in Jesus, as the colic says. Well, what more can we say about the water from which we are drawn by the net of the church? A concrete way to think about this water is to say about the human condition comes from the late writer David Foster Wallace. Wallace once spoke about our default setting, as he put it, which is, as he said, to be deeply and literally self-centered and to see and interpret everything through this lens of the self. This default setting is hardwired, he says, meaning that it is generally unconscious. We don't need to choose to be self-centered, we just are. And the problem with this is that it means that we, in the end, do not consciously choose what to worship. And what we unconsciously choose to worship is very often, most times, death-dealing. As Wallace says, there is no such thing as not worshiping Everybody worships. The only choice we get is what to worship. And again, the trouble is that we tend unconsciously to worship by default things that end up eating us alive. As Wallace puts it, if you worship money and things, if they are where you tap real meaning in life, then you will never have enough, never feel you have enough. Worship your body and beauty and sexual allure and you will always feel ugly. Worship power. You will end up feeling weak and afraid. And you will need ever more power over others to numb you to your own fear. Worship your intellect. Being seen as smart, you will end up feeling stupid, a fraud, always on the verge of being found out. And he says, the insidious things about all these forms of worship is that they are unconscious. They are default settings. They are like the water in which we swim, the water which we do not notice, the water from which we need to be drawn and rescued. This is the work that the church sent to do. How? In no other way than by proclaiming by word and example the good news of Jesus Christ. Our work is to live out and to share the gospel that we ourselves have received, in which, as St. Paul says in our epistle, we stand, and by which we are saved. The good news handed down generation to generation from the apostles to our generation, to you and to me, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture, that he was seen of Cephas and then of the twelve, that God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. That God loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life, that the Son of God loved me and gave himself for me. This is the net with which the Lord sends the church out into the deep, the gospel net by which those sinking in the flood, those sinking down into what is imagined to be more and more, but which is in actuality less and less, sinking down towards nothingness, which were drawn out of that depth to the Savior. And that, in the end, is our work, to cling to Christ crucified, like a man drowning clings to the wood of the wreck, and to call others to do the same, that borne by the wood of the cross across the deep, we might be carried to safe harbor and to solid ground, to come to home, to come to our own country, to come even to God. Jesus said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And when they did this, their nets were filled with an immense multitude of fishes. May it so with us here at All Souls. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.